All right, I hear pages turning. That means you're probably turning over to Proverbs. If you haven't, go ahead and turn over to Proverbs. So um, as we continue our, our study of Proverbs uh, in, in the thematic um, study that we've been looking at, um, tonight we're going to be looking at uh, part one of two uh, on the topic and the subject of authority. Um, you know, authority is one of those things that, uh, that we deal with no matter what we do in life. It's just a fact of life that we're going to either encounter those in positions of authority or we may even find ourselves in positions of authority. Uh, I mentioned this morning some of those, uh, whether you're a boss, a parent, an elder, a teacher, a president, um, or if you were someone who has to submit to authority, um, that's what we're going to look at, not next week, but the week after that, right? Yes, because we have potluck next week. So two weeks, we will look at the second part of this uh, and the wisdom that we find <coughs> in Proverbs um, for those who are under authority. Um, you know, an employee, a child, a citizen of a country, those sorts of things. So, um, all I think really both of these categories, um, wisdom surrounding authority and how you handle it is something that is um, often a lacking virtue that many people have, or don't have, I guess. Uh, people with authority frequently use it poorly. They sometimes abuse their authority. In fact, most of the people that you hear of in the news are people who abuse their authority in some, some capacity. Um, whether it's the latest political scandal or sex scandal, what have you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm reminded of the big scandals going on in Hollywood regarding the, the in, in, inappropriateness of male authority figures in the industry, people who use their position of authority, their position of power to um, put themselves in sinful situations. We'll just say that. Um, Yes, that's a good one, to take advantage of those who are in positions of submission, really, because that's really the opposite of a person in authority. If you are under someone who is... um, in that position of authority, you are to be submissive to them in some capacity. Um, but at the same time, those who are, peop- uh, are under authority don't always handle it gracefully. Um, and they may make the situations that they're in worse, um, not necessarily in the negative ways that we were talking about, but um, just you know, not respecting those in authority is, is one example. So in Proverbs, we find wisdom, of course, regarding authority. And it's mostly spoken... Um, in terms that pertain to the rule of a king or a prince. That's usually how it is addressed. Um, and that can easy, easily be applied to other areas of our lives uh, involving authority, whether it's work, family, or church. Um, so, um, again, uh, tonight we're going to try and summarize as best we can uh, what is said in Proverbs about the subject of authority. And tonight uh, we're going to look at the wisdom for those in authority. So, of, the, of this... Um, topic, uh, we're going to look at two different categories. The first is their duties. Don't laugh. 
the duties of those who are in a position of authority and their qualities, the qualities of someone. Um, so one of the first um, jobs or responsibilities or duty of a person of, in authority um, that is talked about in Proverbs, if you look at Proverbs 16, verse 10, An oracle is on the lips of a king. His mouth does not sin in judgment. And if you flip over to chapter 25, verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal things, but the glory of kings is to search things out. So one of those first responsibilities is to make judgments. It's to judge righteously, of course, but it's to make judgment. They're often called upon to make decisions Think about, uh, you know, we have some people in here who are maybe department heads or uh, the boss um, where they work or where they live. Um, She wasn't looking at me, so she missed it. Um, But they're often called upon to make decisions. Um, And uh, they are, of course, decisions that will impact those who are under their authority. Um. Another responsibility of someone in a position of authority that we see in Proverbs is to administer justice. Right? Justice is an important part of someone who's in authority. Look at Proverbs 20, uh, verse 8. We've got a couple here in chapter 20. Proverbs 20, verse 8. A king who sits on the throne of judgment winnows all evil with his eyes. And if you hop down to verse 26... A wise king winnows the wicked and drives the wheel over them. Right? So he's making judgments, getting rid of the evil people, getting rid of the wickedness that uh, is impacting those who are under his authority. If you look at uh, Proverbs 29, verse 14, If a king faithfully judges the poor, his throne will be established forever. So, Making judgments is an important part uh, of being a person in a position of authority and using that power, if you will, um, in a positive way, not for their own personal benefit, right? That last verse we just read in verse 14 would indicate that the benefit is for those who are under his authority, not his own. And if you can think... To any bosses that you had, I'll just use the work uh, example because we've all worked for the most part. I think all of us have had jobs. Uh, You can probably count and name the number of good bosses that you've had in your life and what made them good. What were the qualities that they had? For me personally, I know that a good boss was always someone who did things that benefited the whole of the department. Right. It was, um, you know, not things that would boost them in the corporate ladder, but would build up his team. Um, And uh, I had a great I had two great bosses when I worked at Local 12 um, who empowered me, even though I was their subordinate, empowered me to make changes and do things that benefited the whole station. But ultimately, you know, they could have very easily taken all the credit easily, but they didn't. They always pushed the credit to me and built me up, and ultimately that helped me in my my career. But that that was an example of a good boss, not because I benefited from it, but that's how they managed. 
And that philosophy applies whether you're a boss, whether you're a president, a senator, or a teacher, or a parent. What you do and the decisions you make, whether they're judgments or what have you, or exacting justice, they need to be done in a manner that is not for your benefit, personal benefit, but those who are under uh, your authority. Now, what about the qualities? What about the qualities of uh, those who are in authority? Um, Go back to Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16, verse 10. We uh, looked at that um, at the beginning of the lesson here. An oracle is on the lips of a king. His mouth does not sin in judgment. Uh, And then if you look down up at verse 12, it is an abomination to, to kings to do evil, for the throne is established by righteousness. So one of the qualities is they need to be righteous. It is necessary to administer justice properly. For in order to judge righteously and fairly, one must be righteous. Now an interesting part of verse 10 there, I'm sorry, verse 12, it is an abomination to kings to do evil, for the throne is established by righteousness. We've talked before about Romans and how uh, Paul details in Romans that governments and authority on earth uh, in in terms of rulership is something that is established by God. Those positions are filled and, and populated by beings that God willed to be in those positions. Whether or not we like it or whether or not it benefits our country as a whole, even, song, or even Proverbs here, verse 12, says the throne is established by righteousness. But remember, we all have decisions that we make in our lives. And wh- whether we do right or whether we do wrong determines whether or not we sin or not. And though someone may be put in a position of authority, if they go against what is just, if they are not righteous... If they do evil, as it says in verse 12, it is an abomination. But that doesn't mean that we should thwart authority, I guess is the best way to go about that. Right? We are supposed to be subject to the rules of the government that we live under. As long as, what? They don't circumvent God's rules. Right? If the government says, you, if your neighbor uh, trespasses on your lawn, they just step over your line, you can go beat them and kill them. You don't have to do that. Right? That goes against the laws of God. That tells you that you have to murder. And that goes against what God says. Right? But when we're talking about leadership, when we're talking about those in the position of authority... Uh, in, in terms of kings and rulers, right? These are put there. Um, the authority is granted by God, and the purpose is God's, right? If, if we have a president that is put in power, I'm not speaking about any president in particular, but if we have a president that, that uh, takes over, and ultimately their, 
their decisions and, and what they have done in office leads to America being invaded by Canada and Mexico and being taken over and split into two separate countries, making a bigger Mexico and a bigger America. That's what God wanted. Doesn't mean we have to like it, right? Sometimes what God wills in the world doesn't always align what we think we want. And I've learned to, uh, I've learned to kind of come to terms with that. Um, and that, you know, I have, I have the power of a vote. I have the, I have the voice of a democracy and a republic. Um, but it's a small voice nonetheless. And ultimately, God's voice is bigger. And what he has in store for, for our country is what he has in store for us. But what I want to focus on is the kingdom. Because that's where my citizenship lies. I'm just, a, I'm just an ambassador of the kingdom passing through this America that we live in. So, they must be righteous. They must be free of evil influences is another key one. Uh, you know, the verses we just read there um, are, you know, it's an abomination for king, to kings to do evil. Um, in uh, chapter 25, over there real quick. Proverbs 25, verses 4 through 5. Take away the dross from the silver, and the smith has material for a vessel. Take away the wicked from the presence of the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. This is, a, this is an interesting verse. When you think about, when you think about um, well, let's stick on the political side of things. Um, you know, everybody talks about how corrupt Washington is, how corrupt government is in general, because it's full of lobbyists and, and all of this crookedness that, that happens. Um, and then you, you find a rarity. You find a politician who isn't in the pocket of somebody, who will not stand for, you know, just what the party says. They stand up against some of the things that the party stands for, and they're made a mockery, right? They're, they are... They are ostracized. They are. They are. Play, they are, You know. They become the victim of the party, basically lashing out against them. Um, one one thing that has stuck out to me recently um, is how Mike Pence, uh, the vice president, is painted in the media and attacked by um, those who think that he's a fool for the beliefs that he has regarding his wife. Mike Pence has a strict rule that says he will not dine with another woman without his wife present. Period. That's his rule. And people made fun of him because of that. But think about the other politicians that we've had in just in my lifetime who didn't have that rule. I can think of a couple just in the past couple of years who have been kicked out of office because they've had affairs or they've posted pictures of themselves inappropriately on social media, etc. Well, they didn't have that rule, did they? But see, what's talked about here in Proverbs about being free of evil influence, getting rid of the wickedness around the presence of those in authority, it allows you to be righteous. It allows you to focus on the things of righteousness rather than fleshly sinful desires. Right? And that's the next thing. Proverbs 28, just a couple of chapters over, uh, verses 15 through 16. 
Like a roaring lion or a charging bear is a wicked ruler over a poor people. A ruler who lacks understanding is a cruel oppressor, but he who hates unjust gain will prolong his days. So things that a a person in authority or a leader should be free from in terms of evil influences, covetousness, loving material things. And if we stick on that political bandwagon there, (laughs) I mean, that's one of the big things that keep politicians in office because they're making a lot of money. Not from taxpayer dollars. Sure, they're getting paid with taxpayer dollars, but they get a lot of money and other things outside of that. Lobbyists and book deals and this and that. Uh, Look at the next chapter, verse 4. I'm talking about lobbyists. By justice a king builds up the land, but he who exacts gifts tears it down. What this proverb is saying is, is basically talking about bribery. A king who accepts bribes to expand his land or expand his power, that's not, that's not how the land should be built up, right? The proverb says that by justice a king builds up the land, not by bribery, which of course is a tool of many lobbyists in Washington. Here's another one. Turn over a couple more chapters. Proverbs 31, Uh uh-oh, the woman chapter. A good leader must be free from women. No, I'm just kidding, that's not it. Well, kind of, it kind of is. Uh, Look at uh, verses 1 through 5. The words of King Lamel, an oracle that his mother taught him. What are you doing, my son? What are you doing, son of my womb? What are you doing, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women your ways to those who destroy kings. It is not far for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink. By the way, that's another rule that Mike Pence has. Lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all the the afflicted. So the proverb here says, stay away from women and alcohol. Not just your wife, right? That's the, just not your wife. They're talking about other women, right? Do not give your strength to women. That's a plural, right? So stay away from adultery, from drunkenness. And of course, I know from my experience, that is, a, that is an issue in the business world. And it is, you can see that issue in, in uh, politics as well. Um, lastly, uh, also in, in Proverbs 31 here, verses 8 and 9, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and the needy. A good ruler, a good king, a good person in a leadership role is someone who is fair and merciful, Right? They are fair to those who are unable to speak for themselves. They are merciful for those who are poor and needy. You know, I've, I don't think I've ever had a job where I did something wrong and was immediately fired just for one thing that I did wrong, right? Typically, you had a little mercy and you got a second chance, typically. At least I can't remember ever being fired for that. If I did, I probably put it out of my memory. But, huh? Oh, yeah. All right. 
get out of here. Um, I mean, when you when you look at that, I mean, if you're a if you're a politician, if you're a faithful believer in Christ, and you are in politics, Proverbs thirty-one one through nine is a good creed to have for yourself, a good reminder of the things to avoid, things to think about as uh, in terms of policy. Judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and the needy, the rights of all who are destitute. Now, those are important things that we have to consider, um, not just as not just politically, but as, as Christians, right? We need to be considering those who are in need and helping them when they, when, they, uh, when they ask for help or even when they don't ask for help. So those in uh, authority, they need the qualities that will ensure um, the righteous and merciful judgments that they are supposed to do, right? The, all of those qualities point back to the duties of making judgments and administering justice properly. So in other words, the, um, the same sort of judgment uh, that they would want if they themselves were not in the position of authority. And I think that's another great uh, manager trait as well. If they think about uh, their employees, they think about those who are uh, under their authority, um, but they think of them in ways or treat them in ways that they want to be treated if they were in their position as well. Something called the golden rule, something like that. I think Jesus had something to say about that as well. Uh, next week, uh, as I mentioned, well, actually two weeks, uh, we're going to look at uh, wisdom for those under authority, uh, which is uh, another good one, uh, some great pieces of wisdom in there as well. Um, so, um, as always, we want to offer up uh, the invitation. If there is a need that you have, um, you know, we talked about providing for and, and thinking about the needs of those who are poor and those who are needy. Um, you know, being needy doesn't necessarily mean that you're poor. You know, sometimes being needy means I need, I, I'm in need of prayer, I'm in need of assistance, I'm in need of study. And if we can help you with that, that's what we're here for. Also, of course, we always want to open up uh, the door to baptism and eternal salvation. If you wish tonight to uh, respond to the gospel and obey, uh, then uh, the, the water's ready, as if you are. Um, and you can come forward uh, while we stand and sing.